0: Welcome to episode 75 of the Zaycom, the podcast, today we'll be talking about uh, the Sunday night Slater games, of course, talking about the 76ers, uh, beating the New York Knicks, and James Harden and NBA, looking like one of the best dudes in the NBA, the Utah Jazz, upsetting Phoenix after Jay Carter had a constant turnover in the past. Jazz, and Game of the of course, we'll talk about the NBA and Pacers winning the game for some reason, but of course, we will absolutely start off the podcast. Talking about Detroit Pistons winning again. Yes, the game finished about ten minutes before I start recording this podcast, but we'll talk about more, of course, here on the Zay Coleman Podcast. Oh boy, I want to annoy everybody on this podcast today. So, of course, we are going to start off with the Detroit Pistons winning their third game and/or third game out of four, of course, uh, against the Celtics for all. Beating Cleveland after the Austin Declaration. Of course, losing to Boston yesterday. Somewhat controversial fashion. But tonight, we beat the Charlotte Hornets. And now, this isn't just an average win for the Detroit Pistons. This win is the first win in five years against the Charlotte Hornets. Of course, the last one being 2017, which is the first game inside of a uh, 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 little Caesar ring. I can't remember the name. The ring of Jesus. I'm so heated. I'm not even heated. I'm so, like, emotional right now that we actually beat. We have beat three teams currently in the playoffs in East I by the way. I just want people to know that. We have beaten three Eastern Conference teams in less than two weeks. Come on now. Don't y'all see a revolution happening here in, in Detroit? A revolution is happening we're, like, the, the, yeah, we're not a playoff team this year. That's kind of obvious. It's not really the goal this year. Two years, three years down the line, y'all can be looking at this team and thinking, "Damn, Troy Weaver Troy did something with this team. And I'm not talking about, you know, they not the 15th seed no more. I'm talking perennial playoff team. They have a legitimate superstar in K, a future superstar in K, kind of, of course, you know, potential all-star in Sadiq Bey, who, by the way, tonight, 28.8 win, or eight rebounds sorry, 39 minutes. Somebody that absolutely deserves a shout in this, honestly, the entire bench for the last four games. We did see an Isaiah Livers sighting for the first time this the season. You absolutely love to see it. His first game, or sorry, this is second game this year. Second game for Isaiah Livers this season of course, made a huge impact on the defensive end, which is the exact reason he was drafted in the first place. Of course, he has six points in this game also, but he absolutely made a defensive impact in this game. Of course, Kelly Olynyk, 20 points and eight rebounds off the bench, including hitting the game winner as time expires. Of course, that, that was like our major signing in the offseason. Of course, we bringing back Hami Diallo, a guy that, a lot of people have been advocating should be the starter on this team, but again, been working really well off the bench. He has uh, 13 points and six rebounds. Killian Hayes uh, flirting with a triple-double. You give him the Draymond numbers off the bench, playing amazing as usual at the point guard position, especially coming off the bench. And speaking of as usual, Corey Joseph being the worst player on this team, let's be honest, does not matter. We win again. It's amazing to say that the Detroit Pistons won basketball games with this team. And not a team that's because it's the Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. It's fun to say that a 20 year old and a 22 year old led this team to victory. Jeremy Grant, Grant, Jeremy Grant absolutely did his thing too. I don't want to discredit Jeremy Grant whatsoever because even his 26 was absolutely mad in this game. Don't get me twisted, but trust me, this team rules. I will. I've said it to just. I've told just about everybody this, but I'd absolutely take this team over the 2019 team anyway. Uh, whether we're a playoff team or we're the worst team in the co- in the conference, worst team in the league, actually, I will absolutely take this team over the team that was flirting with the playoffs, but with thirty year old Blake Griffin and twenty eight year old Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson and a bunch of a mi- bunch of mid talent, where we have genuine good young talent on this team. And you know, again, don't want to spend too much time on Pistons. One thing I would absolutely want to mention with the Charlotte Hornets. They are 2-10 in their last 12. That is not good. Obviously, a team, again, a team that was a legitimate playoff team in the Eastern Conference is now looking like, ugh. like, did, like there, are they even a play-in team? I oh, also want to talk about uh, the fact that they're 0-7 in overtime this year, which is a, a weird fact to think about. But uh, this is a, according to Stat moves, of course. Um, yeah, like, and again, like I said, it's a young team, don't really have any quote unquote closers on the squad. Like, Terry Rozier is essentially their closer, who absolutely balled out today. He had uh, 33, even even Miles Burgess, who absolutely would advocate for Detroit to sign in the offseason. He had 29 and 10. He absolutely went the ball out. But Melba Ball still, really I mean, still put up really good numbers. This is shooting with all was off. The defense is horrendous in this game for the Charlotte Hornets. Absolutely horrendous. But when you look at the people on this roster, and basically like Caleb Martin is like the best defender on this team. Or JT Thor, I guess you could say, is also a really good defender, but again, the only in eleven minutes, so it didn't really matter a whole lot. You basically have a one good defender in your rotation. Spell disaster for you, for a team that's again trying to push for the playoffs, but it's two and tear in their last ten, minutes, but he's losing to teams like the Pistons, who actually have zero care in the world. So, uh, I do want to get into a, a few other games. I know there's still some games going on, but I'm not trying to wait till one o'clock in the morning to figure out what happened with the Lakers. I do want to talk about a couple of games in Philadelphia. I was absolutely right about the Seven Sixers. I was, I will absolutely. I actually want to uh, read a couple of group chat notes. Uh, <laughs> 'Cause uh me and me and my boys, y'all they've been on the podcasts, y'all know. Um they we had a discussion around it was actually at actually at the trade deadline. <laughs> reading, yeah. This is, the group chat is actually hilarious. So we actually yeah, we was talking around the trade deadline about the the seventy sixes in the Brooklyn that's mostly. we are just talking about the deadline in general, but most of the conversation was with Brooklyn and Philly because that was the big trade that happened. But man, all right, I was the only person in the group chat, by the way. I just want to point that out. That believe that Philly won this trade. Great and Brooklyn is Brooke, I didn't say Brooklyn got the mess I'm just saying that Philly actually. What like he, the, James Harden was a, a positive asset, for, but now the boys want to talk about how James Harden was too old and. He was he he you know, he wasn't himself. He he really realistically just needed to get out of Brooklyn. He just wanted to leave. Like if again, I do want to talk about one thing with the seventy six tonight. Joel Embiid. <laughs> yeah, he had thirty seven. That's obviously something you can't dispute. That's an absolute fact. Twenty three of twenty seven at the crypto throw line. The, he, the field goals is whatever. But twenty-three free throws made, twenty-seven attempts from one Joel Embiid. B. Ten of ten from Harden as well. 10, uh, Harden had 29, 16, and ten as a triple double. It was Sixteen assists to rebounds. But Joel Embiid, again, I'm absolutely is my he absolutely is my MvP. That's like which my MVP does change every week, y'all. I'm, I'm sorry if y'all, you know, I'm, I would say that beat is my MVP, but then people will be like, "Oh, but didn't you say that Jokic was the MVP like a week ago?" And then he was like, "Oh, didn't you say that Demar Derozan deserves some love and John Durant deserves some love?" Yes, yeah, so y'all. My MVP changes quite literally every single week. Everybody's does. It's just the fact of like, yes, I would love for Jokic to go back to back. Yes, I would love for Demar Rosen's hard work. To be like to be rewarded with an MVP award, especially being the number one uh, uh, seed, and let's face it, the more difficult conference. Like, it's like it's true. Like, but again, even Joel Embiid, like a guy that for this entire season has carried. I'm not going to say outcast, but guys that were basically. Like, Take Joel well away from this team. I don't think they make the playoffs, in my opinion. Tyrese Max is absolutely great. Top, Tobias Harris is still a, a, a pretty solid, you know, tertiary scorer. Even uh, Danny Green, Matisse Ibo, and uh, uh, James Springer, Isaiah Joe, Paul Reed, uh, Andre Drummond at the beginning of the season, Seth Curry at the beginning of the season. Those are guys that were really good supporting cast, you know, cast members to this team. But if you take Joel off of this team, that absolutely are barely fighting for a uh, a, um, a playing spot. That's just my opinion. But again, you add Joel and Be, you are a middle of the road playoff team. You add James Harden, yes, subtracts to Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, but you add James Harden, who's playing the way he is, both just just eye test and with the numbers he's putting up. How can you not look at this team as a contender? Yes, again, I know this team is not insanely deep. Yes, the starting five is a a really good starting five. And, you know, the bench is whatever, but at the same time, like, James Harden, I think you can rely on him in the playoffs. Same with Joel Embiid. I know Joel Embiid has had an injury issue uh, throughout his career, but I think he's past that. He's in shape. He's playing the best basketball of of his career. James Harden, I think IQ wise and just as a fit playing one of the best uh versions of James Harden that we've seen in his career. And again, that's saying something. I'm not I don't see how you don't view this team as a contender. Now again, I don't want to talk about the New York the New York Knicks, how how they played. Again, I'm like, it's something that I don't want to stress over. It is what it is. But like you like said, Philly, I think you can legitimately view them as a contender. And I'm happy that I was right about James Harden Joel, family, and Joel Fane on this team together. They're not going to make Joel a live threat or him just catching how in low, a one motion uh, passes from James Harden. They're gonna, he's going to be that guy that, yeah, he's seven foot two, so of course he's going to catch the, you know, you're going to throw the hills for him. But he can catch it and handle his own move in the block. Now, again, another game i want going to talk about, the Utah Jazz beat the Phoenix Suns. And uh, the Phoenix Suns, I, I have a little bit of ill will towards now that uh, Chris Paul is injured. So, naturally, he's no longer on my fantasy team, which makes me proud because there was a lot of assists and a lot of steals that I lost in, in the Yahoo League. But I absolutely am a fan of this Phoenix Suns, the Suns team just in general. Even though again I'm I'm not liking the Chris Paul injury. Utah still a really good team. I know we've been pretty numb to Utah's greatness over the last what four years at this point because they're always gonna be that great team in the West in the regular season, but absolutely fumble the bag in the playoffs. They show that this team is still really legit this year. And again, I, I'm not going. To, I'm not going to fall for it for the for third year in a row of them being a high fifty, low sixty win team in the Western Conference just to lose in round one or round two. But this team is still awesome. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to fall on that train just yet. Rudy Go, Gobert probably had his first bad shooting game the season, especially when you look. Man's literally shooting seventy percent from the field. But tonight shot five for 13 from the field so this basically the pick and roll big man not great but again it's something you can live with with, with him having a, per, a almost perfect season so far this year um again some again some notes of this uh like some people i do want to shout out of course mitchell and Conley combined 48 tonight Conley i have sorry uh, not mitchell clarkson sorry Conley still have, i mean Mike Conley, I'm still very indifferent on Utah Jazz, Mike Conley because he's just he's just there in my opinion. Like he's still putting up okay numbers, but it's not something. It's not absolutely not anything you can write home or re- home write home about. Um, Boyan Bradanovich again is mad. He's having a, I think he's having a pretty underrated season so far, but it's not a guy that you know. I'm not gonna, I'm going to rely on as again as a tertiary score. He can play all time, but the Utah Jazz absolutely did pull this one up. And again, this is high key because of the George, of Jordan Clarkson off the bench, and Donovan Mitchell just being Donovan Mitchell in clutch time. And the Jay Crowder turnover, we're not going uh, to to uh, we're not going to judge because at the end of the day, he made a decision that ninety nine percent of people on the planet would have made that same decision, and would have ended in the same result. So I'm absolutely not going to bother him about that. Phoenix Suns though, Jay, uh, Devin Booker absolutely still had a really good game. Of course, that had, uh, his thirty point uh, performance. Honestly, it's the Phoenix. The Phoenix Suns starters in general have been are really good, but the bench is sorely lacking now that um, they're missing uh, Alfred Payton, they're missing Kev Campaign, and of course Chris Paul is out. So naturally, Cam Johnson moving to the starting lineup, which is essentially their sixth man. That the bench has definitely been basically has been gutted because of the injuries, but still. You know, Aaron Holiday gave a good performance. Jo, Javale McGee, I do appreciate him getting the putback. Uh, the uh, the poster on on uh, Hassan Whiteside. Wow, after Hassan Whiteside got the poster on him, that was a pretty fun uh, spot to see. I did see that on Twitter. Um, like I said, the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns actually, it was a like I said, it was a pretty fun. I, I did watch the highlight. It was a pretty fun game throughout, and absolutely like. Yeah. I do want to see this come playoff time. I doubt it will happen because, um, because if Utah does keep the first seed and Phoenix somehow does keep one, we will see it. It will probably see it in the second round. To be honest, not sure how much I trust this Dallas Mavericks team. Although, as I'm literally as I'm as you know live recording, the Dallas Mavericks just beat the Golden State Warriors. So like I legit don't know anything anymore. Well, even without the uh, guarantee is the Warriors without Clay Thompson and Draymond still out. Wiseman, I assume they're still trying to work back into the rotation. That is a that's a weird situation right there with Wiseman. Uh of course the day hey, Luca having another really good performance. Shout out to Spencer Denbody off the bench too with 24. I actually like I said I was catching a little bit of the of the game. Cause like the way I'm set up, I have my phone and my PC. So I was watching the Pistons game on my phone and I was watching the uh the Mavs Warriors on my PC. So I was catching a little bit, but I was obviously more focused on the pistons, uh, pistons game, because obviously that's my team. So naturally, you know, I think I wasn't paying crazy attention to the Mavs and the Warriors. But again, Luka absolutely wasn't going off <laughs> in that game, though. So I'm not I'm not even gonna stress out. But again, that absolutely shout out to Dewey, uh, with the with the twenty four. Um but another game I do want to talk about. Honestly, it's more of a uh, just talking about the team than talking about the game. But the Indiana Pacers. Um winning again forehead, uh a team that is uh, again obviously probably not going to be a playoff team, but it's still a team that you want to uh that we absolutely will be focused on for the next couple of years, especially if you, you do keep this line shot again. Shout out to O'Shea percent who fun fact actually picked up off the waiver wire on my fantasy team because he's gonna get a lot of touches because this fantasy team doesn't really have a whole lot else, but man. Tyrese Halliburton with twenty-two, Malcolm Brogdon uh, just came back with twenty, Chris Duarte having a, an amazing uh, game off the bench with eleven and four, uh, shoot Buddy Hill with twenty-one, Elsabeur said leaving the team with twenty-seven and six. Like again, this Pacers team is it, weird. It is a, this is a very weird team because for two reasons actually. Number one, this team is looking winning games with I mean, like I'm not again obviously not going advocate for tanking if you're a bad team or just a bad team and you just build the draft but if you're a team that's going to go out and compete at least try and compete and win that's what the Pacers are doing the Pacers are actually winning games at the bare minimum of having exciting close games with you know teams like Minnesota and I believe with Cleveland also they had a pretty exciting close game with this time they beat the, the Celtics by 21, a team like the Celtics were winning nine 29 of their last 10. It just came off of a uh, win against the Pistons uh, last night or yesterday afternoon. You know, Jesus, like that game started at 12, definitely. But um, like says, said, and again, I'm again, not going to knock it too hard because, again, it's the Celtics on the back-to-back. And a lot of these dudes was competing last night against uh, against Detroit. So or I keep saying last night. The game was at midnight or midday. I don't know why I keep saying it. Uh, like, I'm, I keep saying it as if it's, like, 8 o'clock at night the game happened. But no, yesterday's game against the Pistons. Tatum still did his thing. Jalen Brown was still whatever. The rest of the team was inconsistent. Basically, the entire Boston Celtics season, in a nutshell, is basically two big guys, the two big scorers, having a great night, and the rest of the team being inconsistent. Peyton Pritchard was player of the game yesterday, and now is still had an okay game off the bench, but – Again, didn't really matter much on the other end of the the, the floor. Grant Williams is 34 minutes. Four points, two rebounds. Thank you, Grant Williams. This, uh, again, I don't want to harp on the Celtics too much because at the end of the day, they're still a playoff team. Probably a team that will get bounced in the first round, but a playoff team nonetheless. And I do... I do wish them well, but at the same time, you know this team isn't working, so why keep forcing this team to try and work when you know it's not going to work? Anyway, but, yeah, again, I do want to reemphasize the Detroit Pistons have won three of their last four games, y'all. That's crazy. That's a crazy sentence to say. That's a sentence, honestly, after seeing the fact that they're 14 where they were 14 and 45 at one point. You expected this team to just not win more than three games for the rest of the season. Finish with 17 and 65, and hope that you get the first pick in the draft. Well, guess what? The team is winning games now, y'all. And again, I'm not, you know, obviously not going to get my high uh, hopes high. We're not going to finish more than the 14th seed, but still pretty dope nonetheless to see that you know we're winning games. Also, we'll do again want to shout out to Philly uh, for proving me right at the trade deadline for saying that James Harden is not washed up. There you go, y'all. Those are the notes uh, for this episode. All right, y'all, I think we can call that the end of the episode. If you missed the previous uh, 74 episodes of the podcast, of course, you can check them out on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, and, of course, right here on Anchor. Until next time, I love you. You love me. Let's love each other. Goodbye.